Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. People don't really judge me so much anymore, but when I was a quote-unquote unicorn, I would get a lot of feedback saying, oh, you're not really a swinger, you're just like this promiscuous girl. And... Really? Yes, I find that very interesting. Fuck that. That's... I find that offensive, actually. It is. You can't enjoy sex, you know, openly and freely if you're a single person. We're here for sex, but we are still normal people. And especially for us, because we're a stag vixen couple, I think a lot of people misunderstand what we are or how we work, and they come at us from the completely wrong approach. You don't need a desperate dick in that in your golden no. vagina. I don't either. There's so many guys that I do want to meet, and just there's not enough time sometimes. And I already like, you know, have multiple guys in a session to like make it go faster, but it's still a massive waiting list. Everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. I have a returning guest today. I'm so excited to have Casey Donatello back. She was in episode 321, and that was titled Gang Bang Goddess. And yes, she is the Gang Bang Goddess. You need to check that one out, guys, if you missed it. Casey's a lover of gang bangs and an author and an OnlyFans content creator. There are no shortage of topics I can discuss with this gorgeous woman. But today we're going to be diving into men in the lifestyle. And I'm also following up on a few burning questions that I was personally left with after our first interview. Okay, Casey, welcome back. Hi, Layla. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Last time it was so much fun talking to you, and I think this topic is going to be even more fun today. And I'm intrigued by these questions that you have. Yes, I'm going to put those at the end. I'm going to make sure we get through like our main. I'm not going to try not to be too selfish. I'm going to get, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get through our main subject. And this is about men in the lifestyle. And since we're focused on men in the lifestyle, do you actually consider a single guy a swinger? So this is actually a really interesting question because people have very firm beliefs on this either way. I personally think a single person can be a swinger. And I will justify this because I was single in the lifestyle for so long. But as you know, I started with a boyfriend and now I'm married. So I kind of have people don't really judge me so much anymore. But when I was a quote unquote unicorn, I would get a lot of feedback saying, oh, you're not really a swinger. You're just like this promiscuous girl. And really? Yes, I find that very interesting. Fuck that. That's I find that offensive, actually. It is. You can't enjoy sex, you know, openly and freely if you're a single person. I'll never forget somebody left a negative review of my first book because they claimed I shouldn't have written the book because I wasn't actually a swinger. And, you know, it's funny because I justify it like this. I think it's more of a mentality than a relationship status. I don't think it's my fault that I didn't have a boyfriend at the time. And... Single people are allowed on the Swinger websites. You're allowed at the events. 
it is part of the lifestyle because couples need single people sometimes. Right. And I read profiles online sometimes and couples are in all caps like, single guys, you are not swingers, like stop it. And I just, I don't agree with that. I think there are guys that are not swingers on there. And then I think there are guys that are absolutely are swingers. I would say if you are on a swinger site when you don't have a girlfriend, but then you leave and date Vanilla, you're not really a swinger. But if this is your focus and you are dedicated and you want a girl in the lifestyle or you'd rather stay single and only play in the lifestyle, then yes, you are a swinger. And I don't think people should keep judging other people for how they categorize themselves. It's not fair. I agree. And I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know where I'm somewhere on the periphery of all this, but I totally agree. I mean, I just feel like, hey, what consenting adults agree on is what they agree on, if they're going to be having sex or not. And I don't think people need to be excluded because they don't maybe fit that label, unless it's some of the labels we're going to be talking about here. Exactly. I don't don't think swinging is limited to couple and couple. I think there are so many more dynamics involved. And it's really evolved since, you know, back in the day when swinging started. And some people haven't made that transition in their head and they're just stuck on this like old fashioned description of what swingers are. But anyway, all right, let's get into some guy stuff. All right, let's do it. Okay, so you, one of the things that you listed, we'd kind of thrown some bullet points around before this interview here. You listed proper etiquette. What does that mean exactly? And I guess, yeah, what does that mean exactly? How should guys want to get your attention? Okay, so I will preface this by single guys get a bad rap in the lifestyle because a lot of them are just such assholes. It is ridiculous. However, I and my husband, we use single guys all the time to play. That's all we use right now so we are fans of them we want to help them out and I think that the way you approach people and your behavior just says so much about you and I like to tell people act like you would if you met us in a public place you would never just go up to someone especially if they're with their husband and be like I'm gonna fuck you tonight like have a little bit of class even though we were in a sexual atmosphere right so I would say number one is just don't be vulgar on your approach. You know, we're here for sex, but we are still normal people. And especially for us, because we're a stag vixen couple, I think a lot of people misunderstand what we are or how we work. And they come at us from the completely wrong approach. For example, so people that don't know stag and vixen, he lets me play with other guys. He likes it. But he is not a cuck, so he does not get humiliated. He is not inferior. He just really likes seeing me play, and he's an alpha male. He is always with me. I do not go out without him, right? But people hear hot wife, and all of a sudden they think, you know, they're just going to take me away from him. They think I want a boyfriend. They think he's just going to sit home while I'm out doing all this stuff. And I really hate when people email us and they direct it just towards me. If they don't acknowledge my husband in the intro, then I probably am going to like delete the message just because they're not showing him the respect that he deserves. Like I'm not on there as a single female. I'm on there as a couple. And for us, that step one is actually like realizing that he's coming along with us. Yes, that's important. And even if the guy is a cuck, why can't you address him initially anyway? You haven't established 
how this is going to go down and how, you know, sort of the dynamic that exists and how that person likes to be referred to. You know, that's going to be part of the discovery process, I believe. Why would you just assume and risk stepping in it and doing it wrong? You know, just be polite up front. Exactly. Like these people have to realize that it takes a lot for a man to share his wife. That's, you know, a very big step, especially when you're married. This is not something taken lightly. So you really have to respect the relationship that you're being allowed to um to be a part of. For. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big deal. You have to respect 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 is number 1. I would actually rather people email my husband like mail to mail. That's usually proper etiquette. It's not that, you know, because some people go, oh, but then isn't that disrespectful to you because they're talking about you? I said, no. I said the first step is male to male or male to couple, and then we go from there. Especially if you're at, like, a lifestyle club or, like, in person and you meet, a man should never approach the female first. I think that is super disrespectful, and that's going to leave a bad taste in people's mouth also. So, again, it's either... You approach the male first, you say hi to him, how are you, and then you you feel out the vibe and stuff. But you really have to be careful. You can't just be arrogant and come in, like, super aggressive with people sometimes. That might work for some couples, but I would say, generally speaking, it's not a good idea. Also, not all guys are experienced. I get that, and that is fine. However, if you are new, just be upfront about that, make that known, our profile is super descriptive. There's really no room for confusion when you read our profile. But then people will message us with stuff that is so far from what we're looking for. And I would say, like, why don't you take profiles seriously? If you're looking to actually meet someone, then why would you not try to line up your interests and your preferences to make it a better percentage that it's actually going to happen? You know, so if we have a list of, like, rules and stuff... We have, I think we have like 10 or 11 like must-have requirements and guys love writing to us now and they'll go, okay, I match eight out of the 11. I know. We're like, that's fantastic, but that's not all that's of them. That's a no, yeah. And then they go, well, are they negotiable? How about, can I slide around this one? And we go, no, that's why they are called rules and requirements and that's why we list them. So people waste so much time and energy on the wrong people, I think. There's so many people on these sites I really, truly believe there is someone for everyone, but they're looking in the wrong places. And it's just like, I don't know why you would waste your own time on something that is obviously not for you. Oh, Casey, Casey, Casey. I'm telling you, this is one of my number one, like you just took the words right out of my mouth. I am such a big proponent of, I take time to make sure that my profile is spot on because I want, it's really something I do out of respect for other people that are searching yes. as much as much as myself. I don't want to waste anybody's time and I certainly don't want mine wasted, but it's annoying as fuck and pisses me off. And there's no way you're going to get your dick in me if you can't even read. And exactly, I just recently had to go through my inbox and delete. I deleted, took me like hours. I deleted 350 messages. You know what I was left with? Seven Two. or eight good no seven seven or eight good ones. From that, I started talking with four guys, and from that, I mean they all want to meet me, but you know, we'll see how that goes. So well, I've yeah. got, I'm already moving them along through my process. You know, I've already had one meet and greet. Tomorrow I'm supposed to have a first time hookup. 
the following weekend, another hookup, you know, it's like, so it's, <laughs> but it's work. And the reason I can't do it as efficiently is because when I have to waste time screening out these fucktards who can't read, you know, I have a height requirement. It's my thing. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. It is my thing. I'm tall. How tall are you? I'm only 5'4", so everybody's tall for me. I know. This is why I hate you short women, because like, <laughs> everything works for you. I'm like, God damn it. So I'm 5'10", and I need a 6'2", or taller guy. I put it on there, like 6'2", or taller. The reason is, because I am, you know, I'm tall, I'm thin. However, I like to feel small. It's part yeah. of my, it's part of what's erotic to me. And you're not, you know, you're not paying attention. You're already showing me that you don't listen to my boundaries. You don't listen to what's important. What kind of a lay are you going to be? Fuck it. No. That is an excellent point there. Because sometimes people don't understand why it annoys us so much that they try to, like, circumvent what we write. But it is a lack. It shows how you are going to be moving forward in this hookup. And it does not give us, like, any positive vibes off of it it shows that you don't give a fuck you're probably just messaging anyone and everything you're not reading them you don't care and now you seem really desperate and that is definitely not a turn on no you don't need a desperate dick in that in your golden vagina i don't either and my (laughs) husband and i are notorious for having our profiles are like massive they are so long because every time someone pisses him off he adds like a new a new paragraph and stuff so it's like reading a novel when you read it. But some people actually read the whole thing and yeah. we're like, wow, thumbs up. You seem like, you know, a really good guy. And on the flip side of this, we look for this in guys' profiles. I hate guys because usually on our site, there's like four sections you can fill out, I think. They'll write one sentence in each. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I know. Clearly, you do not give a fuck. And you are just trying to get any pussy that that shows you are not truly dedicated to this. And I also hate guys that write, they will actually write in there, I don't consider myself part of the life, so I just come on here once in a while to get, like, my kit. And I go, nope, deleted. To get my rocks off. You're not going to show the proper respect, you know. I love profiles that are well thought out and written like they took time and effort yeah wait hold on i'm gonna dig we're gonna i'm gonna i don't want to go get going too far down this rabbit hole because we're gonna go into i have i want to get specific about that but before we move to the the next question give me like what can you think of like the one of the worst opening lines you've ever gotten i'm sure there's so many you block them out but like can does anything jump out like maybe recently like somebody were just like oh god what a douche just like random vulgar like sexual acts that you're gonna perform on me yeah like you've never even said hello to me yes i'm just like on what planet do you think i am going to respond to this you know what i mean and it's just hilarious like i don't know if they're just sitting home jerking off while they're sending messages knowing that no one's gonna meet them like i don't know what their mentality at is at the state that they are sending these messages you know what i mean well Trust me, those guys end up in a lot of those guys end up in my inbox too. And I always think to myself, like, literally, like, this cannot be working for them. Like, how can you think that a woman that you've never met, like, you just jump into, you know, like, 
oh, I can't wait to lick your pussy from the front all the way to your asshole and stick my big dick in there with no lube and, you know, to like make you scream. Yeah, like that's your opening sentence to me. That's (laughs) literally, that's the opening line. And I'm just like, block. I mean, like, seriously, I might first say, I'm sorry, your parents turned a moron out into the world. Uh, Please slap them for me and then block. You know, like, it just depends on if I have like an extra like 10 seconds. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's funny because it depends on our mood. Normally, I'm the type I don't respond to stuff that I don't like. But if my husband is in like a really irritated mood because we've gotten so many, he writes back to them with like such clever but like obnoxious responses to them yeah and i'm like babe why are you even wasting your time and he's like i don't know they just get me so angry that like you have to put them in their place so we like we go back and forth on how we handle people but he you know he used to be a single guy so it it actually aggravates him more than it aggravates me because he knows what it's like to be one of them and he never behaved like that so it really really just gets under his skin and he loses his temper sometimes it's like so funny and i think guys should actually realize that too because once in a while somebody normal might catch us on a bad day like in the mix of like a hundred offensive things and we might respond to them with like an edge in our tone or something and i always tell my husband we can't respond to people on days that we are frustrated because you know once in a while i think we've responded poorly to someone that didn't deserve it just because of the timing of it. And then we go back and we're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That wasn't directed towards you. But it really does affect the tone of your whole day sometimes. And your just mood of being on the site. It takes the fun out of it. It takes the sexiness out of it. And you're just like, why am I even on this site at this point? Because it's just like such a waste of time. But then you have a good day and a great date. And you're like, okay, this is, you know, it reminds you why you're here. But you have to sift through so much shit like you said, out of 300 messages, maybe you get five good ones. Mm -hmm. And that number is just like, so depressing and horrifying. (laughs) I'm with, I mean, I'm just, I'm laughing. I'm, I'm, I'm actually a little relieved. I'm like, Oh my God, thank God. I'm not the only one. Thank God. You know, like I, somebody else goes through this shit because I go in cycles with it. You know, sometimes I cannot expend the energy. Like I don't, I just don't have the, I can't stomach the dingbats that I'm going to run encounter and just even seeing them, even though I delete them, it's still energy that I have to put out there. So, so sometimes I just, that's how 350 emails build up because I'm like, I can't like, I open it up and I'm like, ah, I get overwhelmed. Everybody's a dingbat. And I just boop, get off there and I can't go on for a while. And then, and then, you know, then I realize like, okay, I can't even really focus on who's good and who's not because there's so much clutter in here. So I, then you have to break down and spend a couple hours and and clear them out. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. So how to behave, you mentioned how to behave and how to not behave. I would love to hear some st- just examples, real life examples of this. Well, okay, here's a couple of really funny stories that I have for you. So yeah. one is I would say I get a lot of guys that 
this sounds weird, but I have a very long, like, wait list of people that, you know, I want to meet, because there's so many guys that I do want to meet, and just, there's not enough time sometimes, and I already, like, you know, have multiple guys in a session to, like, make it go faster, but it's still a massive waiting list. So, we have a reputation that, you know, if you miss your window with us, it might be a very long time before we circle back, right? So, I had a guy one time, he showed up with a broken arm and a cast on his arm, okay? (laughs) And I was like, he showed up, uh, I think we were, I was having a threesome, not with my husband, this was a long time ago, I was with a friend, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And he goes, well, you know, I didn't want to miss my chance, but trust me, I'm so talented that you don't even notice my arm is broken, and I'm going to pleasure you to, like, you know, and I'm like, okay, so obviously, I knew this was going to be a train wreck, but because I'm an asshole, I was like, fuck it, get a hotel room, let's go, let's do this, you know, like, I challenged him. Yeah. So, after, like, five minutes, or ten minutes, he's just like, wow, you know, he was struggling a little bit, and he's like, oh, why don't, you know, like, ride me or something, and I was like, no, no, no. That wasn't the deal. I said, right. you were supposed to, like, blow my mind with You're your supposed magical to, You arm. are supposed to do the heavy lifting, yeah. buddy. Yeah. And he looked at me like, you know, because he had this mentality, like, oh, once I'm in the room, he's going to turn it around and make me, like, please him. And I stood by my ground. I was like, no, if you can't please me, then this date is over and we're going home. And, you know, like, I just shut it down. But I... I only progressed it to the hotel room just to be a dick and prove the point to him that, like, you should not show up on a date with a broken arm. At least tell me in advance and ask me if, like, I give a shit. But it was horrible. And I was just, like, I've had guys, recently we had a guy show up for a threesome after he was jet-lagged from a red-eye flight, couldn't get hard. And again, he was like, oh, I didn't want to miss my chance. And I'm like, but you're wasting our night now. Like, yeah. we could have rescheduled, we could have had, like, fun tonight, and then with you another night. We had a guy show up after, like, a three-day juice cleanse, and we started oh. having sex and stuff, and he almost passed out, because he got so, like, oh. lightheaded. From, like, the I, end- thought you, I thought you were going to say, he shit his pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be pretty epic, though. Yeah. No, he almost, because, he, like, you know, juice will make you poop. <laughs> no, that's funny. <laughs> But no, he had no fucking energy. He couldn't, like, he fucked me for, like, three minutes, and he almost passed out. Maybe you should embellish that story next time you tell it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, like, these are really the things that people do before they go on dates, and I'm just like, you're making yourself look like such a loser right now, you know? Like, it's not helping anybody. It's not going to get you laid. It's not going to get you a second date. Like, I just don't know who has time to waste like this. And I say that over and over and over again. This is about wasting people's time. And it's so fucked up. We're lucky that we don't have kids. But a lot of couples have to get like a babysitter, plan their whole life around going out on a date. And then guys fuck it up. They either don't show up or they can't perform or they're just fucking assholes. And they don't respect other people's time and energy that, you know, they're putting into this. Yeah, totally. So you also said that you mentioned that they need to understand, you know, men need to understand single guys or need to understand their role. So what is their role? And conversely, kind of what is not their role? So remember, they are entering a fantasy, right? And a lot of these guys, it goes both ways. Like, it's their fantasy to be with a hot wife or be in a gang, right? So like, we're helping you live out this fantasy that like you say you only see in porn and your girlfriends will never let you do this or your wife would never dream of, you know, playing in this way with you, right? 
So it does go both ways. But again, I have a husband who is more than capable of satisfying me sexually, right? So when I was single, it was a little different because it's either I stay home and don't have sex or I go out and I take a gamble. It might be good. It might not be good. You know, it's a 50-50 shot. But now that I have a husband that can fuck me whenever I want, it kind of changes the stakes and the dynamic when we go out. Now, our sex level is a 10 when we're together. So if you're not going to make it at least an 11 by joining us, then what is the point, right? Don't be bringing us down to like a 7 by joining us. That just doesn't make any sense to me, right? So you need to bring your A game. You need to understand that you have to play the role that that couple wants from you, right? So are you a stag vixen? Are you a cuck couple? Are you a hot wife that goes out on your own and comes back to him? Like, what is it that's turning on this couple? Because every couple is going to be different that you play with. You can't only have one. You know, it's like having a poker hand. You have to be able to switch up the hand depending on who you're playing with and what's going on. So, for instance, you know, my husband is very visual. He likes seeing crazy shit happen in front of him. Yeah. You know, he wants guys that are a ton of stamina, aren't afraid to talk dirty, aren't afraid to, like, fuck me hard and, like, spank me and do whatever it is that he wants to see. We don't want people that come in, they fuck me for 10 minutes and, like, they're done. Like, that's a waste of time. I I don't want to leave my house for that. I don't want to take a shower, get dressed, drive somewhere. Yeah. Yes, I know. know, Like, they don't understand. Maybe for some people, that's a great night out. But we are at the level of play where if it is not going to be exceptional and, like, blow my fucking mind, then I don't want to get out of bed for it. I don't want to sound arrogant. But people have to realize that, that this isn't, like, I have a husband. I'm not desperate to get laid. He satisfies me. We're just trying to add another level on top of that. And if you're not up for that challenge, then just stay away from us and go to, you know, somebody else. And again, our profile is so clear about that. If you read our certs, like, you could tell we're not fucking around. But I hate people that just show up and they have, you know, no personality they're boring, you know, because the physical sex is half of it. But if you have no personality and you're like a wet blanket to talk to, like, how do you think I'm getting turned on by this? There's so much more involved in it. You have to be able to have a normal conversation with people. You have to be charming. You have to be funny. You have to be like you would on a normal date, like a vanilla date. But then you have to be able to perform immediately after that. You know what I mean? You don't get five dates with us to get to know us. We play on the first date or probably not playing. Some couples have a rule where they only meet for drinks the first time, then they play with you the second time. We're definitely a first night play couple. Like that's our goal. So, you know, if you're not comfortable with that, then maybe go on a path with people that progress a little slower, stuff like that. But make sure you guys are on the same page before you meet. There's It's not just about the type of sex that you're having. It's the before sex part two. I love meeting people just in a hotel room. I don't need to have a drink with them. I never even drink when I play. And even when I have gangbangs, I don't have a drop of alcohol. You know, I prefer if other people don't drink. I hate when guys show up and they have to have a drink because they're so nervous. I'm like, that's a bad sign already. If you're not confident enough to play with me sober, then... Eh, you know, and then some guys drink too much and then they can't get hard. And they get whiskey. Like, oh yeah. my God, guys, you are killing me. <laughs> hey, 
I want to go back to what we kind of started talking about with our profiles. Let's dig into that because in my mind, this is where most guys just straight up self-eliminate. This is so, and this really is important. And so from your point of view, what makes a guy's profile good? What is getting your attention? Okay, so number one is they actually took time to fill it out. Number two, and this is definitely on my husband's list, did they edit and um, like proofread it? When oh. people have a thousand spelling errors, I, in I love your husband. I complain about that all the time. Says no, he just we're says like, no right away. Yeah, we're like I'm like the grammar and spelling police. Like if you don't know, you know how to spell what form of two you need to use yeah. or there, you know you don't know the difference between there, there, and they are or your and your. But also, if you can't take five minutes to proof your own profile. You're definitely not reading my profile because no. it's like. Why would you different. stick your dick in me? Why would yeah, I let you like, do you know, it? Oh and my I don't God. think people You're lazy. Realize. You're lazy. That says to me, I just read that and I'm like, lazy, underperformer. Exactly. And I'm, I'm exactly. equating all of these things to your sexual skills. Okay. Like, guys, let this sink in. Like, this is what we're, this is how we're rating you. Yeah, and I don't think guys realize we're putting this much thought into these little things that we're noticing. So number one is write a normal profile, make it good. Number two, oh my God, the photos. Okay, this is another (laughs) thing me and my boyfriend talk about all the time. Number one, it doesn't have to be public photos, but there needs to be access to face, body, and they need to be current. They can't be from 10 fucking years ago, okay? Yeah. My husband has really taken over a lot of the vetting for me because... I'm just, like, so over it, plus I'm busy with, like, the OnlyFans, so he judges people very specifically. He checks to make sure their ages are current. He makes sure that their certs are from, if someone has a cert from, like, 10 years ago and then nothing, he it's, like, a red flag. You What's, don't a trust cert? What's a um, cert? So people leave, like, reviews for you on your mm-hmm. profile if they met you, stuff like, it's, like, you know, an Amazon review, basically, for, like, a date you went on. Yeah. So... If a single guy has been on for more than a year and has zero certs, we're like, no. If guys have a cert that just says, like, nice guy, like, two words, we're like, oh, that was a pity cert. Like, that couple just felt obligated (laughs) to write it for him. (laughs) So it's almost as bad as not having one. And it's funny because then you could click on the person that wrote the cert and see who they are and all the people they played with. It's like six degrees of separation from, like, Kevin Bacon. So you could track everything. But as far as the photos... And my husband, when you talk to him, I think he's going to be on the show with me next time, right? You could ask him about this. Guys love taking dick pics in front of the fucking toilet. And we don't know why. Whether it's a closed toilet, an open toilet, they think that is like the perfect scenery for a dick pic. And it is one of the worst where, like places. I see your face going nuts right now. 99% of dick photos are in front of a fucking toilet. And I don't know why. You guys need to stop. Did you say, okay, hold on. Let me say something. I got to get this out. Like, I feel like it's like a Tourette, like it's coming. Um, (laughs) I'm going to start ticking. Um, Yes. I don't even know if I can really actually quantify how many times I've made this, you know, complained about this on this show. Uh, The toilet. Why are you taking a fucking picture of your dick over the toilet? It's disgusting. There's so many places to take a photo. And it'll be like an open toilet. It's not even. It's where you shit and pee. Okay. (laughs) Like, do you understand? Like, why do I don't want to see that? Number one. And number two, I think you said 99% of them are over the toilet. The other 1% are in front of like a, a mirror with a bunch of toothpaste splatters on it. Oh my God. 
Okay, or they have like a ton of cleaning products on the counter. Like, it's not that complicated to find a place to take a photo without a ton of clutter. Because guys, no matter how nice your dick is, it could be like 13 inches long. All I see is the clutter in the background of your apartment. No one's looking at your dick anymore. You're ruining it for yourself. Preach, Casey! Right? (laughs) Yeah, totally. Again, your cock could be fucking beautiful, but I don't even see it because I'm looking at your dirty underwear on the floor next to your feet. Like you said, the dirty uh, mirror with all the splatter. The shit all over your counter. The dinner you ate last night that you that's yeah. still sitting by your bed on the um, not even a real nightstand. It's a cardboard box you turned over. <laughs> I mean, like, fuck. <laughs> you can't take two minutes to take a decent picture. Then again, no one like no one's going to go out with you. So let me just, cl- I think maybe we should clarify. So we talked about what we don't like on that part. We'll get, we're going to go back to, we're going to keep going on what we don't like. But I would, again, recommend like, guys, if you want to, you know, for dick pics, have it be an uncluttered picture. Like literally, it's just about your dick. Let your dick be the superstar that you really want it to be. Don't let the mess and shit and crap around your house overpower it because it will. Absolutely. That's one of our biggest pet peeves. What else? I'm like, I just can't stop like picturing all these images right now. I know. I'm, I'm having like a f- flood of flashbacks right now. I'm like, oh God. Okay. Redirect, redirect. I do not want to be thinking about that stuff. It's horrible. I mean, I I could make a full exhibit. Like people yes. could come see a show. Like a museum of, like, exhibit. Yes. Of, of all these awful, awful dick pics. And people showing their messy lives and their disorganization. And that's all I can focus on. And I'm just like, ew, I would not want to fuck this guy. Like, this is, yeah, it's such a turnoff. I mean, I wish, and I, I want guys to really know that it's really a turnoff. And again, that's the thing. I say all this stuff with love. I'm not trying to bash guys because, again, yeah. all I do is meet single guys. I'm trying to fucking help you. So yes. just listen to our advice. It's yeah. not that hard, right? I know. Very I know. simple fixes. It's not like rocket science here. It's very just common sense things. So hopefully this helps you guys out after you listen to this episode. Another thing about etiquette, I would say, is that, again, This is most of the time, not every single time, but for the most part, single guys, there is an expectation that they are going to pay for drinks, get the hotel room and stuff. Some couples may go the opposite way and split rooms or whatever, but a lot of the times I think a guy should come into this offering to do those. If the couple wants to, you know, switch it up, that's fine, but you should always offer that because again you are getting the privilege of fucking someone else's wife. Like, you need to bring something to the table, right? So if they're bringing the woman, you need to bring something, and that usually comes in the form of the place to play or the drinks. Our rule that we have is for new people, you need to get a hotel room. We are not going to your house. You're not coming to our house. We've tried all these things. They are terrible plans. So if you can't be bothered to get a hotel room for us, then we're not coming. And again, my husband's gonna let you do whatever the fuck you want to me. You just need to provide, like, a bed to do it in. For guys that we know really well, because I love long-term playmates, I think it's really nice to build, like, a deeper connection and more trust. And then, like, my husband gets friendlier with them. Because it's, it's really interesting. A lot of these guys we've noticed 
are very intimidated playing with me in front of my husband. It kind of freaks him out, even though my husband is so chill and he's the one telling them to do whatever they want to me. There's like a part of their brain that they're still like hesitating. So the more we play with them sometimes, then like they start to get a little more comfortable. Other guys, like real lifestyle guys have no problem on the first date doing whatever they want. But guys that are newer, you can sense like the fear, like what is this husband going to do if I do X, Y, and Z to his wife, you know? And that goes again to the mentality of guys in the lifestyle. You have to realize that you need to be man enough to A, get hard in front of another man if you're playing with couples. You have to perform in front of another man. And it's her fucking husband. So you can't be afraid. You have to really trust what the couple is telling you that they want. So if my husband is saying, I want you to hit her, I want you to call her a dirty name, then please fucking do it so that our night is fun. Like, we're not saying these things for no reason. Like, that's what turns us on. So if you can't play with us and give us some some excitement back and forth, if it's one-sided, it's so boring. And then I lose interest if the guy is like a dud, you know what I mean? And I just want to, like, stop things right away because I'm like, this is so boring. Like, we could just go home and watch TV and have more fun. Do you stop it right away if it's boring? Do you just say this is boring? I I let (laughs) things go for a little bit. Again, because it depends. Are they new? Is it their first time with a couple? We consider all of these things. Because I I remember the first time I was with a couple, it was so fucking scary. I thought the girl was going to, like, punch me in the face when I kissed her husband. But she didn't. But you don't know it until you try it. It is scary. So I am considerate. But some people, you know, no matter how many times you tell them it's okay or you ask them to do something and they don't do it, then I'm just like, wow, this is, this is not a good match. And we cut the night short because I just, I think we talked about this last time where if you stay too long when you're not having fun, then you feel like shit about yourself as the girl. So, you know, we give them a fair chance, but then if it's not going to work, it's just not going to work, and we politely say goodnight. It's fine. Another thing that happens, though, which I want to mention, I don't know if this ever happened to you, if guys, certain guys, if they can't perform, because I like to be fucked, like, hard and rough. I'm not, like, a fragile girl at all. So when they can't get hard and they start to panic, I don't know why their go-to move is to give me, like, a sensual romantic massage in front of my husband. And (laughs) I get... Layla, I get so uncomfortable. You will never see me more uncomfortable. And I just, like, freeze. I clam up, and I just stare at my husband. Like, signal him, like, please save me. Because I don't know, like, what to do right now. It is so awkward. Some girls may like that, and that's fine. But you gotta read the room. If I'm not responding, and I'm, like, super tense and not making a sound, I probably don't like it. And then my husband will be like, okay, uh, you know, I think uh, it's getting late. Like, we gotta go. But if I'm not a sensual, romantic date person, don't go that route with me. You have to play towards the strength of the couple you're with. So if I'm looking for wild, crazy, you know, hardcore fucking, that's what you need to come with. I'm romantic with my husband. I'm not romantic with the guys that we play with. That's a whole different dynamic. And my brain doesn't even go in that direction. So when they try that with me, I just like panic and I get so creeped out. And then I just want to go home. So stuff like that is always weird for me. Yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. If somebody's leading with the romance, I obviously play just one-on-one. And so if somebody's leading with the romance and I don't really know you, 
We haven't even established a friendship. I always try to have a friends with benefits. I like repeat guys. I'm I'm not really looking for one-offs because for me to play as a single person, it gets better when you're repetitious with it. You get to know each other's bodies. You know, I don't mind going out. We do something and then we fuck or, you know, we can go straight to fucking whatever. But I do like to have some sort of a rapport with someone. And if you just come kind of straight out with like the romance, I feel like you're trying, you're moving this in the wrong direction. I'm like, no, no, this is about hot, hardcore fucking. Like, yeah. So that, here, here's you know, like that's, that's what I like, you know? So let's, the romance stuff, like that may build in a year from now, <laughs> like if we're still fucking each other. And sometimes it does. And it has happened that way, but that's not what I'm initially there for. And so, yeah, I'm with you. It's like, you do, you're, you're like, oh no. Oh God, no. You know, like, don't do that. I'm, I'm drying up. I'm drying up. <laughs> this is my worst one. So again, when I was single many years ago, I went on a date with a guy from a, a swinger website. We had a drink. We go to the hotel room. He had the room already. And I walk in there and it's covered in fucking rose petals. And I was like so confused because I'm like, I've never met you before. Like, where are we going with this? And he he was just like so proud of himself. He thought I was going to be flattered. And, you know, he wanted to make this romantic. And I'm like, dude, you are so far off right now. Like, this is not our one-year anniversary. We're not dating. Like, I just wanted to get fucked and, like, never talk to you again, probably. Like, and it just completely ruined the whole night. We tried to have sex, and I just couldn't, like, get over the scenery and stuff. It just shut my brain down, and the night was just, like, an epic fail. Like, I don't know wh- what he was thinking when he did that. He thought he was coming from a good place, but it was a complete, like, train wreck for me. I was so uncomfortable, And I was just, you know, so again, there's that fine balance between like no strings attached sex, being respectful, but not making it weird. You know, like so much more goes into this than like, let's meet and fuck. There's all these other like psychological things that people don't realize. And everybody's so different that sometimes like you just miss the mark one night. Yeah. And again, I mean, I'm not like, I'm not trying to get down on guys. It's very nice that they are trying to go the extra mile. But maybe, again, I would prefer that later on. Exactly. Not the first time because then you freak people. It yeah. Freaks me it, out. Maybe somebody else. Again, this is my personal views. But, you know, you need to be able to pick up on cues and stuff when you talk to people. Like, I don't think in our previous messaging, I gave him any indication that I would be into that. You know what I mean? So it just blindsided me. And as far as, you know, seeing guys repeatedly, it is what you said that, you know, you get closer and stuff. But also from just a logistical point of view, it's so much easier to call someone you know and be like, hey, are you free tomorrow night? And not have to go online and deal with all the emails and the bull, you know, like it makes it so much more fun. So you know, they're going to show up, you know, the kind of sex you're going to get, you know, their bodies, they know yours. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is better over time. That's, you know, that's why I prefer the more of a long-term casual thing because the sex is better. I mean, I want good sex. That's the bottom line. That's what I'm in it for, right? No one's in it for shitty sex. We're in it for good sex. And going back, oh, we were talking about the hotel thing. So the first, first date, we always go to a hotel and then guys that we become very good friends with, we do have them at our house because we have the playroom and stuff. If we're doing like a group thing, it's always a hotel just because of space and cleanup and everything. But if it's like one guy, they come over. We have one guy that we're very good friends with now. 
He comes over, we play, he always takes us out to dinner after. He loves my husband to death. It's, like, so funny to see them together. So, like, that's a true lifestyle guy to me. Like, he didn't have to pay for a hotel room, so he takes us out to dinner, which is much cheaper than... But it's just, like, a sign of respect to my husband. Like, thank you for letting me fuck your wife. I am going to do something nice for you. You know? So, like, little things like this go a long way. And then there really is a difference in the way guys behave when they understand. I love guys that are single, but say they dated someone in the lifestyle previously or they were married in the lifestyle because then they really understand the dynamic. And those are the guys that usually perform really well. They understand, you know, they really feed into our fantasy and stuff. So experience, you know, does help. But when you're new, it's okay to be new, but just be honest that you're new. Ask questions. Don't assume things about people. And just try to learn. Try to be educated. Because... I hate nothing more than when people send me messages that just don't make any sense because they're just, like, using swinger words in the wrong context. And you're like, yeah. what do you just Google <laughs> a, bunch, a bunch of random words, you know? Yeah. I actually had an argument with somebody because after I was on the other podcast, I gave my Instagram. So I got flooded every morning, like, 100 messages. I want to fuck you. How do I fuck you? Can I fuck you? And I'm like, oh, my God, that was not why I gave my Instagram <laughs> account out, you know? Right. So I regretted that move. But again... They're coming at me and, like, one, just one person, at I got this one a bunch. They're like, oh, I want to fuck you. I want to take you out and make, lo-, like, all these things. And I go, okay, let me ask you a question. Have you ever been with a hot wife before? And they go, yes. Have you ever been with a vixen before? I don't know what that is. I go, I could tell because the way you're speaking to me is not how you would speak to a stag vixen. And then, like, they argue with me because I go, if we go on a date, my husband is coming. And they go, oh, no, no, he's not invited. I go, you're an asshole. Like, he's not no, invited. No, oh, my God. You know what I mean? Like, and then sometimes I argue with them and sometimes I just delete them. But, you know, again, this goes to education. Like, understand who you are speaking to. Set yourself up for success. Yes, exactly. And, and like you said, I think the important part is if you don't know, it's so much more endearing to me that somebody's just honest straight out of the gate because I can work with that. Yeah, and I love being someone's, like, we've had a couple of guys, the sex wasn't that great, but we were their first couple that they ever met, and I just think that's a really cool experience, you know, to give someone this initial fantasy and start their career in the lifestyle, and again, I go into it expecting it's not going to rock my world, but because I get this thrill of knowing I'm the first couple they were with, or the first time they tried DV, or the first time they did whatever it is, I feel like they're going to remember that for a long time. And that's, like, super sexy to me, so I'll sacrifice the quality for the experience. Another thing about single guys, let's talk about, like, hygiene. Well, I w- let's oh, go. go I know. Hold on. Hold on. Let's go back to <laughs> – yeah. we're going – that's coming next. Um, let's go back to the – do we cover everything on the dick photos? Like, I how about so. – well, how about the comparison? Here's my dick and here's oh, a with like a remote can. or a water here's, bottle. Here's my dick and a shaving cream can. Here's my dick and a can of Coke. <laughs> there are a lot of different things that men measure their cocks with. I'm like 50-50 on it because I think I might let that one slide because people take very deceiving cock photos sometimes, like weird angles. They hold the shaft, they do like an up angle, and then you meet them in person, and you're like, that is not the same penis. So, as weird as it is to see their cock next to household objects, 
I think it does at least give you a better estimation than these funky angles that they're taking. So I'll kind of allow that, but like maybe one, not like 15 different objects. Pick one and go with that. Like, you know, keep it to a minimum. Are you a size queen? Yes. Oh, okay. Absolutely. When I'm getting fucked, absolutely. The bigger, the better. Can't have enough. However, my husband is really into me, like, deep-throating people. So sometimes, like, guys that are a little smaller, because my throat doesn't take as much as my pussy does. I'm going to be very honest, you know? So sometimes smaller guys are good if I'm actually trying to, like, officially, like, deep-throat and gag and stuff. So once in a while, that's okay. But if I'm getting fucked, I want as big as possible. Yeah. Okay. So that's why it you do like you like those comparison photos because you want to know what's showing up. Yeah, and I want like the truth. I don't want to be disappointed when I see you. Yes. There we go. But yes, guys, just be honest. You know, you you got what you got. Okay. Now let's get into grooming. Okay. So I realize this could be intertwined with hygiene, and I think we're gonna, that's going to be sprinkled in there as well. But let's cover both of them. What do you expect to see from potential guys in this area? Okay, I like guys, you know, I get waxed, I shave my legs, I am very smooth and clean. I don't think a guy wants to, I mean, some people might, but for the most part, I don't expect a guy to want to go down on me if I'm not, like, smooth and clean, right? And that goes the complete other way. I get so upset when we're talking to a guy and then he opens his pics and he has this, like, massive bush of pubes. And I'm just like, (laughs) oh my god, I don't want to put my face in that. Like, it's 2022, There's an expectation that men groom now. And again, maybe some girls like that. I don't. And my husband has like quite a set of balls on him because I would just delete it. But my husband would be like, if you want to meet my wife, are you going to shave your cock? Like, you know, he's very straightforward. And the guys most of the time will say yes. And this is hilarious. So this one kid sent us a photo and he was like chest, legs, cock. Everything was so fucking hairy. And my husband said to him, listen, she's not going to go near you like that. You need to, like, shave everything. And the guy's like, okay, if I shave, can I send you, like, a new picture? And then you let me know if she'd like you. And my husband's like, do whatever you want. Like, I don't care, you know? So, like, a few hours later, the phone goes off, and this picture comes in on kick. And I open it, and I just start dying laughing, Layla. So, it looked like he took... I've never seen anything like this. So, it looked like he took a plate and put it over his dick. And, like, drew a circle and then shaved, like, that circle. Like, (laughs) someone lifted the plate up. Like, there was a giant circle of hairless skin around his cock. And then everything else was still super hairy. And it was like someone put a spotlight on his cock. Like a tunnel. Like a tunnel. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I I just give the phone to my husband. And he goes, what the fuck is that? You gotta save this shit. Like, literally. I I don't know. And then, wait, it gets even better. It gets even better. So we did not meet him. And my husband was like, dude, you need, like, to work on some stuff, you know? He gave him, like, some positive feedback (laughs) and then moved on. And then a few months later, someone emailed us on the site again. And we opened the pics. And that was one of his profile pictures. He actually (gasps) used that. Yes. No. Yes. He thought that was a good photo. And it's out there on the internet right now. Can and I, I say was like, what? Wow, we did that. I was like, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say what I what turns me off about like when men do their grooming? And I don't know where this is coming from. 
I just trim that shit up, okay? You don't have to be, I, I mean, I don't mind if it's totally smooth, but at least just like where you've gone to the lowest point that your little razor setting can go. Yes, yeah, it doesn't have to be no hair. It just has to be neat and like not getting stuck in my fucking teeth so I choke on, you know. I hope you're enjoying this episode. I'm so sad it has to end. Are you craving more content with me? Don't worry, I've got you covered. Go even deeper with me on my private podcast. You get four additional episodes a month published every Friday, revealing outtakes from my super private personal audio journal, things said after the show but when I'm still recording, the inside scoop on who's been naughty and who's been naughtier, bombshells I've kept to myself this whole entire time, things I can only talk about with a more intimate group of listeners, and additional surprise bonus content so hot it makes even me blush. So when you finish this episode and you're still craving more, please allow me to satiate you. Just head over to thecuriousgirldiaries.com and click on exclusive or click on the link in the show notes. All right, on with the show. Here's what is like totally crazy and turns me off like in two seconds is I have seen men are they're grooming their pubes like a pussy. It's a triangle. <laughs> and, and you're like, what the fuck is that? Like, it's you have a pussy patch on top of your dick. What are you doing? That's so ugly. <laughs> Not all grooming is good grooming. Like, it's nice that you tried, but, you know. Oh, God. And if there's anybody out there that's listening that does this, I'm sorry. It's just a personal thing. Personal like, preference. I, personal preference. Someone might like that. Someone might true. like it. I know. There's something for everybody. But, I mean, I, I can't even get serious about it. I'm like, what? Are you, like... Here's the other thing, too, guys. Like, if you groom it back, your cock looks bigger because we could it, see more of it. Sometimes it it's so hairy that we're losing, like, an inch or two of, like, the visual of it. So you're doing, again, just an injustice to yourself. You are. If you send somebody a full bush pick, you're not helping yourself no. at all. You look, you've lost at least two inches. You know how they say the camera adds, to, adds 10 pounds? <laughs> the, the pubes reduce, like, two inches. The pubes take away two inches. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> yes. Oh God. Okay. But good hygiene. Uh, sorry, I I I we got so we want the good hygiene. We want all that. We're doing the same. I mean, seriously, I have this full on, like I have a routine. It is a head to toe. Like I am prepping. I'm exfoliating. I'm, you know, making sure my my lotion's right. Like I drink enough water. Like I have this weird thing, like my skin has to be soft all the time, like really soft. I love, like, I want a man to be knowing, like, you're with a woman, not some sandpaper woman. You know, I, I make sure that there's no soles on my soles. I scrub yeah. my heels. Don't show up with your gargoyle toes and your <laughs> and that, that weird fungus that's growing on your toenails. Like, I don't want that near me. Get, you know, just, like, take some pride in your appearance <laughs> and... So I do my whole head to thing. I mean, I get in every crevice in my pussy, like literally every full, everything in around my clit, like just so that it's everything is super clean and fresh for, for that person. Right. I mean, so I want somebody that cares about that stuff too. Yeah. Like when I get ready to go on a date, my husband will like feel my legs, make sure I didn't miss a spot. I'll bend over. We'll look in different places, you know, like he <laughs> yeah. me, and he'd be like, babe, you missed this spot. Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, fuck back in the shower. Yeah. Like we take shit seriously. And then when we're on the date, I always carry 
mouthwash, deodorant, lady wipes. Like, if we've had drinks for, like, 10 minutes, I'm going to freshen up again, even though I just got out of the shower. Like, I am so conscious of, like, a guy's putting his mouth on me. I want it to be the best experience possible that he could have, and I expect the same in return. It's not that difficult. I just want to say one more thing about single guys, too. Like, if you're playing with a couple, understand that, like, there may be contact, close contact with another male. I hate when a guy shows up for a threesome, and then he's, like, freaked out by all the positions that you want to do. And I'm just like, what did you think was going to happen with two guys in the same room, right? Like, I love double blowjobs. I love DV. You know, like, if you're scared to have contact with another cock next to you, then maybe a threesome isn't the route you want to go on. So just mentally, like, be aware of that. Like, we had DV the other night, and the bottom guy slipped out, and my husband took his cock and put it back in. Like, it was not a big deal. You know, there's nothing sexual about it. But, like, if you can't be near another penis when there's only one girl... Then just, like, think about that. Like, you know, just, like, be aware that that's part of a threesome sometimes. Most of the part, you know? Unless you're just taking turns on the girl, then that's not really a threesome to me. I know. Especially, and then the more guys that show up, the more contact there's going to be. You know, sometimes, like, I'm having DV and then another guy is standing over the bottom guy so I could suck his cock. Like, the other guy's looking at his ass. Like, you know, like, there's a lot of close quarters there. So just be okay with that. Or don't do it. Either way, you know. Yeah, totally. Or at least just be upfront about it. You know, I mean, don't, uh, you know, if, you, if there's something that, if you have a hard limit, let somebody yeah, be up know front about time. It. Don't yeah. surprise I people mean, that, in the middle of a date. That's no fun. Right. No. Yeah. Just, just because you think, okay, well, I'll get him maybe to swing my way. No, you won't. You're going to get booted and they'll go on without you. Yep. Okay. Here are some of the things after we talked that first time and even like during the conversation, I was like, oh shit, I should go back and ask that. But I was like trying to keep us on time. And so I was like, don't be so selfish. It's not just about you. <laughs> I wanted to get it's all my questions answered. Yeah. Because you do understand a lot of the stuff. It's not like a black and white interview. You really understand all the stuff, you know, you've been in the situation. So it's so easy to just like get lost in conversation with you. I know. That's why I think that's what we're, we've done today. And that's why I love talking to you. So how, okay. I want to go back to that, that you told me about the guy that would drove you, drove you around, blindfolded you. Right. And you were fucking, you know, strangers, you guys would stop, I guess. And he would like pick a guy or something and you would let a, a random stranger fuck you. Okay. Did your partner know, like, was there any guidelines or criteria like that? He, you know, I mean, I assume like, you had he has to sort of know kind of what you'd be attracted to or you don't care but see the thing if you're blindfolded you have no fucking clue what's going on so i could pretend they're whoever i want he could pretend they're whoever he could tell me they're whoever they are i don't fucking know the difference and i actually love blindfolds even when i used to go to clubs and stuff i would always put blindfolds on this way i could just get fucked and not have to like be like oh he's not my type or this and that it just makes it so much easier to like have a lot of cock sometimes if you don't know what's happening. So I love blindfolds. It also, it just, I don't know. I feel like I feel things better with the blindfold because I'm not like visually looking at things. So you're using your other senses. So I'm a huge fan of blindfolds. See, that is so interesting to me because I don't really, I have to be in the right mood for a blindfold with someone because I get, I do, I get off. But see, I'm not doing multiple, you know, it's like I haven't had this, expansive experience like you you are where you get all that you get just a bunch of different guys you know I'm with one person and I love like 
to see his cock going in and out of me. That's a big thing for me. Like that just fucking turns me on the visual of it. So, and, but I know what you mean when my eyes are closed, then I do, I feel, I feel it differently because it's kind of like, okay, that sense is turned off. Yeah. Even if you have sex with your significant other blindfolded, just one day out of the blue, it's a very unique thing. And when it I is. used to do that, I would either not take it off. If I didn't like the way they were fucking me, I would never take it off. But sometimes a guy was like so good, I'd get curious and then I would take it off because I had to know who they were. Um, uh-huh. So it, I felt like it always gave me a lot of control over the situation and I got to decide what was going to happen next. You got to decide whether or not I'm even going to lay my eyeballs on you. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Okay. How many guys, so when you guys were that night, that time you did that, how many guys did you fuck that oh, night? Oh, we did that a bunch of times. That was oh. like, yeah. <laughs> it could, I don't know. Anywhere between like one and three, maybe. Sometimes they overlapped each other. Sometimes he did know the people or he found them online. They came from all different places. Okay. So, and then as this is going on, like what, what is going through your head? Like as this is happening, like what are oh you my God, thinking I'm just thinking, how the fuck did I get here? How did I become this person that gets turned on by this? It's always this mo- like, just what the fuck, Casey? Like, yeah. Not, like, who does this shit? But you, like, how did you end up here? Because you look at like yeah. how I started, which we talked about, and now like this is what I'm doing on a Saturday night, and it just yeah. blows your mind sometimes. Like the shit that you know you're able to do, and it tested a lot of my boundaries and a lot of my limits, and that was a very formative time for me because some of it I loved, some of it I didn't like, and then you start to pick and choose. Okay, I want to keep doing this. I don't want to do that, but. You need to experience crazy shit to know what's out there and to know what yeah. you like. And you have to push boundaries and let yourself be open to these just like wild things that quote unquote normal people would never be doing yeah. to really develop your style and stuff. And that's why I say my path is not always what, you know, other single girls went through. I think mine was a little more hardcore and crazy at some points but then when you start like this i feel like it's a no wonder that i ended up loving gangbangs and getting stuck in that phase right that's kind of what i was introduced to what i fell in love with and if people didn't introduce me to these things i never would have known about them right and again it was single guys that introduced me to these things to my first threesome my first dv so without these single guys i would have a very boring sex life yeah so when you're like in this scenario this the car scenario are you getting off? I mean, are these random strangers trying to make you come or are they just like pumping and going? I mean, like it what? depends. Some of them will just fuck me like from behind and then come and leave. Some I've had a couple that went down on me. Like it really kind of depends on the vibe and who the guys are. And then if I was getting turned on and more responsive, then things might progress, you know, a little more because then I take off the blindfold. Now I'm into it. Now it's like a full on session. So there was really no rules or standards to it. It kind of, and that was the fun part. I would always remember like the car would stop, put the blindfold on, and then you just wait and you're waiting and you're waiting and your heart's beating. And then you hear the door open and you're just like, oh shit, like this is it. And I see like that's the part that I get off on the most is unknown and anticipation of what's going to happen. Like those first few minutes when someone enters a room and you just don't know what's going to happen. That if you can say that's a fetish, I guess, maybe, then it would be a fetish of mine. 
Well, you're getting some sort of like chemical, like dopamine hit from it. Yeah, it's almost like like taking a drug or, you know, I don't do mm-hmm. drugs or drink or anything. So this is my boost of adrenaline yeah. that I get. I have to get it from somewhere. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but I want to go back to the, about, about your orgasms. I'm, I'm concerned about your orgasms. <laughs> um, are you, so are you coming? Are you having orgasms? Or are, if they're not doing it, are you just like, if it's feeling good, are you reaching down and touching yourself? Are you helps, are you stimulating yourself or using a toy or whatever, or just in that situation specifically or in general? In that situation, like, were you, were you wanting to come? I think it it was a long time ago, but I think it was a mix. Like, always I wanted to, but I always had the option to, like, if I didn't like it, we had, like, a hand signal, and then he'd be like, okay, you're done, like, you're leaving. It's not like I was being used, you know, all night long for some random guy. Like, I could always stop things whenever I wanted to. So it depended on my mood and stuff. Even at a club, if I was blindfolded, we had a signal. If I didn't like the guy, he'd tap them like you have to stop. So it's always an interesting dynamic where people see you blindfolded, so they think you're being submissive to them, but they don't understand that you still have control. They don't know what's happening like underneath the blindfold. So I like that part of it where I feel like they think they're getting one over on me, but I'm really in control of everything. So that's part of the fun for me also. But, you know, with certain guys, though, I did absolutely come. Like, it was super hot. It was amazing. Other guys, it was like, eh, okay, that happened. Like, let's move on. And then you just fuck the guy that you're with. So. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm like, I hope she's getting off. You know, <laughs> like, I hope they're doing something for her. Uh, I just want to well, make either sure. Either way, even if, <laughs> even if, like, the, the stranger person was bad, the person I was with loved used pussy so once i was fucked he would just like go wild on me so either way i was absolutely satisfied by the end of the night you know oh i didn't know that part he loved used pussy okay yeah so a lot of when i was single i had maybe like four different guys that only wanted to fuck me after i fucked someone else like that was their preference they wanted come on me they wanted me you know used and dirty we were longtime partners so like that would always be part of our date was finding someone else for me to fuck first. Or they'd be like, call me after you have a date. I'll come over. But that's a fetish that some guys have, you know? No, I know. I know. Yeah. yeah. I know some of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, that was fun. And that also shifted my path a little bit. Cause I'm like, well, like they want me to fuck other guys. Like this is amazing. They're not just letting me fuck other guys or dealing with it. They're actually like pushing me out the door saying, please, like, fuck this guy, then come back to me so I can fuck you after, you know? So that also is, like, really, like, lasered into my brain now. Yeah, no, I love that. I was say, so my husband, like, I'm lucky that he likes sharing me, but he's not, I wouldn't qualify him as someone that likes used pussy specifically. He likes to see me be bad and, like, create live porn in front of him and stuff, but... You know, like, I don't have other guys, like, come inside me, then my husband fucks me. If anything, my husband, like, comes in me, and then, like, they eat it out or something. So he's always the dominant factor in when I'm being used. So it's kind of, like, the opposite of it now, which I really like. But, you know, yeah, in the past, some other guys would be like, oh, have one of your partners come inside you and then come back to me so I could come inside you. You know, it was a whole different thing. But now my husband, yeah, it's more that he just likes to, like, see me reenacting live porn for him, and then he gets turned on. And the more, like, dirty I am with guys and stuff, he just goes nuts. Like, he loves it. He loves it. Yeah, I like that. 
And nothing makes him happier than when a guy tells him, your wife is so good at sucking cock. That makes him feel like he won a trophy and he's so proud. And then like, (laughs) it's very cute. I love that. So uh, yeah, let's focus. I know I want to zero in a little bit more on the gangbangs. So I have to know, does anyone ever show up that you just think is just gross? And and if so, what do you do? Like, how do you handle that? Because guys can misrepresent themselves online, right? Out of all the times I've done them, it's only like once or twice someone showed up and were like, who are you? Like, I don't recognize you. And the guy that was like in charge for the night, my friend just told them, I'm sorry, like, that is not you. You cannot come in. So they did not play. Yeah. Okay. So there's no, I mean, you're cross-checking them against their profile. Is that what you're doing? I mean, not necessarily, but if someone walks in and you're just like, who, like, who I don't remember talking to you, like where, you know, yeah. and then he tells me his screen name and I look at it. And I'm like, that is totally like, not the, like you're a sketchy guy. Cause sometimes people, you know, their pictures are a few years old, but you still recognize them. You know, maybe they gained a few pounds, but it's still that person. So if someone shows up and you're just like, whoa, like, I have no idea who you are, then um, that's just lying and a misrepresentation. But that was only, I think, once or twice that that's ever happened. I usually vet people pretty well, so. And when you're screening them, does there have to be some physical attraction for you or not? I used to say yes. Now it's yes, however, we look for experience goes a long way. Like if guys tell us like they're very good at having gangbangs because it is a certain type of guy that is good at a gangbang you need all of these characteristics to make it good if they have really nice cocks if they shoot really big loads and stuff you know if they have certain characteristics we're looking for that make the night better then they don't have to be like a model in my eyes they still have to be in like decent shape decent looking because there is still some level of attraction, but they don't have to be, you know, gorgeous supermodels. Everyday people. Some are hotter than others. Some have, you know, ripped abs. Some don't. But, you know, looks, I always say that looks don't always equate to great sex, right? And you learn that after fucking a ton of people. When I first, first started, every guy had to be like this dreamy heartthrob. And then after a while, I was like, oh, maybe they don't, you know, and I'm not looking to date these guys. So it's a very different vibe. When I was single, I needed a lot of attraction, but now with my husband or somebody with me, I don't need to be as attracted to them, but personality and performance get my attraction now. So it's, it's a different way that I'm attracted to them. Cause I think last time I said that on a podcast, people assumed I have zero standards and I will just fuck anything with a cock. And that is not true. We say no to a ton of people. It's just, you're opening your mind a little bit more where not everything is so superficial. Yes, I'm still in the superficial stage, I'll admit. I want to some degree, I mean, I have to have some chemistry. I have to have some physical attraction. Otherwise, you know, since I'm playing one-on-one with you, it's like... Exactly, when it's one-on-one, it's very, very different. You need that. And it's funny because I used to flirt with guys when I was single, like one-on-one dates and stuff. Now I don't really flirt so much because I get that from my husband. And it's funny because he wants me to flirt with guys, but... I don't really feel the need to. I just want to fuck them. But we could talk about that when you talk to him next time. It's a whole other topic to get into. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Casey. I'm so glad you came back on. And since you kind of, you already kind of teased it there, your husband, we're going to record with your husband. That's going to be our next episode. That will be out. Very interesting. I'm so excited. This like, like 
the other half of this. Like, I'm just thrilled that he agreed to do this. This is going to be very fun. And guys, so just just so you know, um, Casey and her husband will be back with their episode in December. Now, if you didn't hear episode 321, Gangbag Goddess, do yourself a favor, go back and listen to it. It's great. But I can't wait for, you know, to have your husband on and to do our third recording. So tell everyone, just remind everyone where they can find you. So I got my original Instagram deleted for being inappropriate. So my new one is at inbedwithstrangers.official. It's a little tamer. I'm trying not to get banned again. OnlyFans at hotwifelife869. And since the last time we spoke, my face pictures have been posted without a mask. It's the only place to see my entire face now. Twitter, same handle, at hotwifelife869. I'm not super active on that one, though. And I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, I think, and guys, if you missed any of that, we'll, I'll make sure that I have a, a link to everything in the show notes so you can find Casey and you'll definitely want to go check her out. Uh, she's hot. She's beautiful. You got to check out her content. Oh, thank you. Yes. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening and sharing this Saturday with us. I hope you enjoyed it. I love your feedback. You guys know what you can do, what I'm always asking you to do. Go to thecuriousgirldiaries.com and leave me a voicemail. You have five minutes. Let it rip. We can talk about anything and everything you want. Give me uh, feedback on this episode. If you have anything you want to say to Casey, I'll make sure she gets that as well. But you've got five minutes and I do answer all of you personally. All right, everyone, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com, and join my subscribers-only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.